wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And on today's show, we're going to talk about the Royals weekend series against the Minnesota Twins and also preview what's going to be happening this week against the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, The Twins series, you won one game, which is what I said that they needed to do in order to stay afloat and stay somewhat competitive in the standings. They get a big 7-2 win on Friday with Danny Duffy uh, performing very well against a tough Twins lineup, so he got the win on Friday, Saturday, Brady Singer gets roughed up, uh, you know, and then the Twins win seven to two, and then on Sunday, Chris Bubich has an awful game, and then the Twins win five to four. Uh, you know, technically speaking, in terms of just the win losses, uh, although they're the last place team in the AL Central, uh, they've done what they needed to do to stay afloat. Uh, but I think that we can all agree uh, this team is a bad baseball team. I mean, technically, with eight teams in the playoffs, they're you know five six games out right now. But still, they're a bad baseball team. You, what, what can they do well besides uh, having a surprisingly good bullpen? They can't hit with runners on base. With the bases loaded in 2020, uh, the Royals have 23 plate appearances, two hits, and five runs scored. They have 10 strikeouts with the bases loaded. They have a .236 OPS with the bases loaded. With runners in scoring position, Alberto Mondesi is 3 for 25 with 14 strikeouts. Listen, it's time to admit that that Alberto Mondesi is not your future shortstop. He's not a building block. He is a prospect that you missed on. He is a glorified Christian clone. That's all it is. Simple as that. At some point, you have to produce. You can have the, the flashy numbers in the field. You can you know ha- have a, a great personality if people think that. You can do whatever you want to do off the field. But on the field, he hasn't produced. On the field, he's been terrible. He can't stay available, which is another big thing. Always getting hurt. The bottom line is Alberto Mondesi is not going to be a big part of your future. It's not to say he's not going not to be on your team in the future. Uh, frankly, I don't know how you'd get rid of him. Uh, outside of running fast, that's really his only asset right now, and he plays some good defense. But he's not going to be the prize jewel of this next wave, as some people thought he would be. It's going to be Bobby Witt Jr. It's going to be guys who they haven't even drafted yet. I mean, this is going to take a long, a lot longer when you start looking at who the Royals have missed on, and they've missed on Alberto Mondesi. 
I could spend three years in the big leagues. He's not improved in any area of his game. He's regressed in some areas. He hasn't improved in any. I mean, that's what the that's what the bottom line is. In three years, he's not he's not progressed at all. He can't hit with the bases loaded. He can't hit with runners on in scoring position. No one can hit with runners in scoring position on this team. It, it, it's he's not good. On Alberto Mondesi is not a good baseball player. He can run fast. He can play some defense. He can't hit. He hasn't shown any signs of hitting. He's just not a good baseball player. And if you if you're looking for someone to lie to your face and uh, be uh, optimistic about a guy who's never performed, uh, go to Rex Hudler, uh, go to Bob Fesco. I mean, go, go to those guys. You know, you know who they are. You know who the guys are that that are getting paid by the Royals and, and are getting paid to uh, just spew this nonsense about positivity uh, with the Royals. We can be positive in a lot of other aspects in life. Kansas City Royals baseball is not one of them not right now. Right now, that's not one of them. So uh, that's the bottom line with Alberto Mondesi. He's not good. He hasn't progressed in his entire career. He's a fine player. For a rebuilding team, he's a fine player. When you're trying to win, he's not going to get the job done. So the Royals are not and should not be locked into Mondesi. They should not shoehorn him into their future. And if anyone has to make dramatic changes, it shouldn't be Bobby Wood Jr. It should be Alberto Mondesi. So be excited about Bobby Wood Jr. Uh, And no longer is there a question of how will they fit together, Mondesi and Wood Jr. Uh, The answer is, Mondesi has to do whatever the hell Witt Jr. wants him to do. If Witt Jr. wants to play third base, then that's fine. Mondesi can stay at shortstop. If Witt Jr. wants to play at shortstop, well, then Mondesi has to figure it out somewhere else. Gone are the days, or should be gone are the days, of protecting Alberto Mondesi. He has not improved. He doesn't look like he's going to improve. He's not a good baseball player. He's got the family history. He's got the personality that people like in Kansas City. But at the end of the day, He's not a good baseball player. And this team isn't a good baseball team. And we'll talk about more about what's happening with the Kansas City Royals and the trade deadline coming up and this weekend series with the Cardinals coming up. But first, I do want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. My favorite thing about rockauto.com is the fact that I know nothing about cars. That's my favorite thing because they don't upcharge me. And also, whenever you go to their website, all you got to do is put your make, your model, your year into their website, and they're only going to show you car parts that match your car and are compatible with that car. That way, you're not wasting money on parts that don't fit and parts that cannot help satisfy your needs. So rockout.com is where you want to go. Again, for 20 years, you can be buying auto parts online. And there's no point to go to a local auto parts shop or a dealership because all they're going to do is order that part online for you, but then upcharge you for that part. Skip the upcharge, go to rockout.com and then tell them locked on sent you. And then how did you hear about us box? And they'll know what to do from there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. So Salvador Perez was sent to the 10 day IL this weekend with that blurry eye vision, which just sounds weird. I, I don't know what could cause your eye vision to go blurry for seemingly no reason out of the blue. So I hope that uh, Perez 
if he needs to stay longer than 10 days, stay longer than 10 days. I don't think that there's a reason to rush back Salvador Perez in this season. Uh, that seems pretty lost. I mean, your last place in the Central, the Tigers are better than you are, and you still are like five games out from, from the White Sox who are playing better baseball right now than they ever have been this season so far. I, I don't see how you're going to climb back into it. Now, luckily, even though your last play, you haven't buried yourself, which would be hard to do in a 60-game season. Uh, but we can all see what, what the writing on the wall is for this team. So Perez going on the 10-day IL, uh, uh, called back Randy Rosario, the hard-throwing uh, left-hander. I really like like I really like Randy. I think that he can uh, provide something in a bullpen that has performed very well this season. Uh, but speaking of the bullpen, you talk about Trevor Rosenthal, who of course gave up a home run to Nelson Cruz. Why on earth are they still pitching Nelson Cruz? They walked Nelson Cruz yesterday uh, before Tyler Zuber comes in. Why didn't they walk him again? Uh, even though you had Trevor Rosenthal on the mound, you just should not be pitching to. You, you just should not be pitching to Nelson Cruz. You just shouldn't. I mean, it's just something that the Royals should not do. He's always killed the Royals. He's always going to kill the Royals until he retires from baseball. Just walk him. Just walk him. Even though you had Trevor Rosenthal on the mound. But Trevor Rosenthal has a ton of interest in this trade market. It would be interesting to me to see what you can net back for him. I, I think that it's pretty clear at this point that they should trade him. There was some legitimate discussion on both sides about whether to, to trade him or not trade him. You know, the bottom line is, this team is going to improve every year. It should improve every year. I mean, you shouldn't be losing uh, 100 games, 100, you know, 110 games, whatever. You shouldn't be losing 100 games uh, year after year after year after year. Uh, so uh, next year, this team will take an even bigger improvement. Whenever you extrapolate what this season would have been in 60 games to 162, figure out that record after the season's over, they will take another improvement next year and another one next year. But the bottom line is Trevor Rosenthal is old. He's an older lever. It's a miracle uh, that he's having this kind of season, and he's gotten himself to where uh, he's in high demand by about 10 teams around the league at age 30. Uh, I mean, he's had a lot of it. Uh, he's had you know some arm injuries. He, he's dealt with a lot. He has more miles on him than his age says. You know, he's been he's been just beat to the ground uh, even by Mike Matheny in St. Louis. Uh, and so I, I don't think that Rosenthal is worth extending because his trade value right now will never be higher. I get it. He's a, a Lee Summit kid. People love him. He's been fantastic this year. I cannot believe how great he's been, and we saw that in the Spring Training 1.0, which we raved about in this podcast. He's been fantastic this year. Uh, but extending a 30-year-old uh, on a team in which you expect to win, you know, you, you don't expect to win until about three or four years from now. Uh, so, you know, that would take you about a five-year extension to get him to be playing baseball whenever you expect him to be competing again, and that would put him at 35 years old. Uh, I don't see – I just don't see the, the need for it. I mean, what's the difference in this bullpen uh, going from Rosenthal to Scott Barlow earlier or Rosenthal to Randy Rosario? I mean, what's the difference at this point whenever you can try to get an asset back uh, for a 30-year-old who no one expected to have this resurgence? And who knows if it falls apart on him you know, late in this year or next year. Uh, so just go ahead and trade him. Again, he's not on your timeline. If you took a shot on like a 26-year-old who had arm issues and he had a huge bounce back in Kansas City, yeah, you absolutely don't trade that guy. You extend that guy. Uh, he's 30 years old, Trevor Rosenthal. So there's there's really, uh, there's really no longer a conversation, especially given the fact of where the Royals stand in the standings and how terrible they've been at every facet of baseball besides the bullpen. Just every facet of baseball, they've been, they've been terrible, except 
for when Brad Keller's on the mound, which he is tonight against St. Louis at 7.15 at Bush Stadium. Mike Matheny makes his return to St. Louis. You've got your two number ones in Brad Keller and Jack Flaherty going at it. I believe this is Jack Flaherty's second start since opening day because of all the COVID uh, nonsense that happened with the – or third start since opening day because of all the COVID nonsense that happened with the Cardinals. So he gets three starts since opening day for Jack Flaherty. Uh, and, of course, Brad Keller had COVID himself, so this is only his fourth start since the season started. started. So battle of the COVID there. Brad Keller is 3-0 with a 0 ERA. And Jack Flaherty is 1-0 with a 3.12 ERA. Uh, the Cardinals are 9-8 right now. And the Royals, of course, are 11-17. On Tuesday, you get Matt Harvey going. He's 0-1 with a 9 ERA against uh, Wainwright, Adam Wainwright, who has performed pretty well this season, surprisingly. I mean, 2-0, 2-ERA. I-, I like Adam Wainwright. I, I really do. I'm, su- I'm surprised in the sense of I wonder how much longer he can continue to be a very serviceable pitcher. And then... No decision yet for Wednesday for either side uh, in St. Louis. And then on Thursday, the Royals get another off day. So they've had a ton of off days so far, you know, these last couple of weeks before they transition into the White Sox series that leads into uh, trade deadline day on Sunday. So it's going to be a jam-packed week of Royals content. I mean, really, they could start trading as early as today. I mean, the trade deadline is literally on Sunday. So, I mean, it, it doesn't make much sense to uh, hold off if you get the offer you want today. Uh, but some teams interested for the, for Rosenthal are the Marlins, which I don't think anyone would expect the Marlins to be buying right now. Now, I did say in my season preview both times that we previewed the season, uh, once with a 162 and once with a 60-game season, uh, I did say that the Marlins would be the most fun, bad team to watch. Uh, you know, putting them in a bad team category, because they are uh, a bad team on paper, uh, they'd be the most fun to watch. And they've proven that to be true. I mean, granted, uh, they've they've only played 21 games uh, due to COVID or how many they've played, 22 maybe, uh, and they're two games out from the Braves in the first place. Of course, whenever you're in second place in your division, you are automatically in the postseason this year. So the Marlins are doing what they need to do to be a postseason club. Uh, and, and they're interested in, in grabbing Trevor Rosenthal. Uh, the, you know, and there's some more teams around baseball like the Padres and, and the Cubs who need some bullpen help. Uh, but the Marlins have expressed you know, direct interest in Trevor Rosenthal. So we'll see. Uh, I really think that come Thursday – if you didn't win this Cardinals series, and I get it, it's a tough task to ask them to win a Cardinals series, but if you can only get one game where you get swept by the Cardinals, um, pack it in. I mean, just pack it in, trade everyone besides what Merrifield and Jorge Soler, now, not because I think that they're the future, because I think that, uh, at least with Merrifield, don't trade him yet, because I think that with Merrifield, a trade for Merrifield is going to take longer than one week. I mean, you, you, there's going to be a lot of moving parts. There's going to be a lot of assets you want back in return. It's going to take a lot longer than one week uh, in a 60-game season. Uh, Jorge Soler could be traded. That's totally fine. I don't think that his trade will ever uh, take a lot of moving parts. I think that you know his trade value is what it is. He, he's a power hitter that strikes out a ton. And if he goes cold at the plate and can't hit home runs, he's useless. Uh, so uh, you might get a prospect or two back for him if you ever decide to trade Horace Solaire. Uh, but with Whit Merrifield, I think that you should get a big haul for Whit Merrifield. And I'm not sure rushing that at the deadline is the right call, uh, but we'll see what all they can do at this deadline. I do think that the only arm, that the only person for sure moved is Trevor Rosenthal. And then everything else to me would be a surprise. I, I think that that's the only for sure thing is Trevor Rosenthal. But we'll see what all can happen. We'll see if Ian Kennedy can have his trade value back up by the trade deadline because uh, he could be another guy that was absolutely moved and so could uh, Greg Holland. So really, you're just looking at your veteran arms. What can they do? 
you know, your, your expiring contracts, your veteran arms, what can they provide? Uh, and I think that we all know it's going to be like a flyer on a, on a random prospect that was good at one point, and now he's terrible, and the team wants to get rid of him. And, and we'll see what he can do in Kansas City as a change of scenery. And you all know the spiel about trades in baseball. But be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Royals.